Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here uh, to break down the Memorial Tournament uh, on DraftKings. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and eSports daily fantasy sports slates, eSports including Call of Duty, League of Legends, and Counter-Strike CSGO. Um, again guys, I just wanted to mention, but thank you all so much for all the support. We are closing in at 3.5 thousand subscribers now. Um, if you enjoy this free content, which we have a lot of content coming out for you guys, multiple videos a day, every single day. If you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell. Those three things do really help me out to continue to grow my YouTube channel. Um, if you're listening to an Apple podcast, this is the DKDFS show, I would appreciate it if you leave a five-star rating and review uh, as we continue to grow that, as well as this YouTube channel. Um... Also, if you guys are interested in my spreadsheet, which will go over my video, but I did already tweet it out, um, so it's important to follow me on Twitter if you want access to that. Just, it's in the descri description below, which is DK underscore underscore DFS. Um, but yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So, before we get into players, prices, all that stuff for this week, what we can do is we can look back at my lineup here from last week. So last week, uh, after three really good weeks in a row for me for PGA, was an off week, uh, at least for, for me, right? So... Let's go over my lineup. I had Xander uh, Shoffley. Uh, he was the thumbnail of my video. I mean, he, he was pretty good, right? Finished tied 14th. Sanjay M made the cut, but was disappointing in, in round four there. Gary Woodland uh, was solid. Again, he was he was pretty popular. This is in the $100 tournament. Uh, Joel Damon was a guy that I really liked. And um, he was a guy a lot of people really liked. In the $100 tournament, he was 25% owned. He was one of the chalkiest. If not, He might have been the chalkiest player in this $100 tournament. Um, so a lot of the uh, the sharp guys, again, were on Joel Damon. Um, it's just, you know, golf, if you're kind of new to golf, it's a very high-variance game, right? There's going to be players that look really good. You can do all the research you want. Uh, you know, they, they can look great in the course, previous, um, you know, play. Everything can look good, and they can just have a blow-up round, right, and, and miss the cut. And stuff like that can happen, right? Joel Damon was popular for a reason, right? He was playing really, really good coming into this tournament. All the stats are pointing well for him, right? The, all of the, the strokes gained uh, rankings pointed, or it worked well for the for the course. Uh, he just had a absolutely terrible round, uh, sixteen over. Uh, was close to dead last. I think I think a few people were worse than that, but yeah, complete swing and a miss there. But again, it wasn't like a lot of people weren't on him. Twenty five percent owned in high dollar tournaments. Uh, a lot of sharps are on him. Harold Varner, the third, little bit uh, tilting there. He had a, he had a decent round one. Round two kind of blew up. Finished five over. Um, yeah, I mean he was fifteen percent owned again. Two two guys that two value plays that were pretty popular. Um, and then Cameron Tringale was one guy that not a lot of people were on that I was on myself. He was actually going to make the cut, uh, but then finished bogey bogey on seventeen and eighteen. Um, so. Yeah, right. Three three players missing the cut. Uh, I'm not gonna not gonna cash. No way in the hundred dollar tournament. Um, so yeah, like I said, a little bit of an off week. But uh, like I said, if you're new to the channel, what you're gonna get from me is you're always gonna get open honesty. We're gonna go with my lineup every single week uh, to see how I do. Uh, it's been a really good three weeks. Uh, last week not so much, but let's see if we can bounce back. So that's where the look back there. Again, a frustrating week for me. But um, yeah, let's now switch over to uh, the spreadsheet here that I made for you guys. Alright, let's see. Should be good. Let me go ahead and maximize this. 
and make sure it still looks okay here. All right, I think we are set. So let's go over uh, some of these numbers. Again, if you guys are new to, to my PGA DFS videos, what I include here is obviously the DraftKings salary, uh, the Vegas odds. Um, so 1,000 uh, means 10 to 1. So Bryson's 10 to 1. J JT, nine, 9 to 1, right? So he's technically the favorite right now. Uh, their average points per game on DraftKings, their course history. Now, again, 2020 is on there because this is the same course as last week. Uh, they did make a few changes. They moved the tee boxes back a little bit, so it's a little bit of a longer course. The rough is, at, is uh, also a little bit longer, but not huge changes, right? So there's definitely an advantage for those players that played last week, right? Um, not a huge advantage, but it's always good that they, they're familiar with the course that put it last week. So I think there's a slight advantage there. So included the course history, again, from, from last week, uh, and then 2019, 2018, and 2017. And then I include their strokes gained rankings, uh, total approach, tee to green, around the green, off the tee, putting, and driving distance. Um, so some stats I want to keep an eye on here are definitely approach, uh, tee to green, and around the green. Um, they're very, very uh, small greens, and you're going to want to hit it in the fairway too because the rough is a little bit more difficult. So um, that's why I think those the approach play is really important as well as uh, you know the play around the green. Um, as well as tee to green is always important too. But those are the three that I included, I think, are the ones I really want to focus on the most here. So let's uh, let's talk about players and their prices. We'll start with all the guys in the 10K plus range, right? So we have Bryson at 11.1, JT at 10.9, Rory at 10.7, DJ at 10.3, Morikawa at 10K. So obviously we had, if you guys saw that tournament last week, uh, Morikawa won it. Him and JT, that was really exciting to watch. Morikawa finished first, JT second. But both looked really, really good. Now you're going to have to pay premiums for both those guys, right? Morikawa now at 10K. That feels a little pricey. JT at 10.9. Uh, but it's good that they, uh, again, they performed well last week. It's the same exact course. Their strokes gained rankings look good here, right? JT, uh, second approach. Second in tee to green, 28th around the green. Morikawa, third, uh, first in approach, 8th in tee to green. Um, and then not the best around the green, but again, he, he did win it last week. Uh, Bryson, after a week off, he's a guy that's been absolutely on fire. I think it's like six straight top 10, uh, top 10 performances for him. Uh, again, he won the most recent tournament. 11.1K, um, I think he is going to go someone. I think he's going to be pretty low on actually in this bunch. Um, you know, I, I think definitely Rory is going to be pretty popular because of the price points, right? 10.7 feels a little cheap for him. Obviously, again, JT Morikawa just won um, last week. So I just think Bryson kind of goes forgotten about. Him and DJ are definitely, in my opinion, going to be the lowest owned of these guys. Um, but I think you've got to have interest in Bryson, right? He's been playing so well. Um, you know, the one concern with him is that... Uh, he can't just bomb it, right, and, and hit it in the rough. He's got to be a little bit more accurate with his drive. So that is a, a slight, slight concern, right, is he's, he's got to be a little more accurate off the tee. Um, but, yeah, him and DJ are definitely going to be the lowest owned of this bunch if you want to take ownership and consideration for these top guys. I think Rory, eh, I, yeah, I think Rory will probably be the most popular at 10-7. He hasn't been in the best form since returning, but you're getting at a really, really uh, cheap price point there at 10.7K. Yeah, and JT Morikawa, I think, will definitely pick up ownership as well here. Um, but am I going to get to anyone in this range? 
I don't know yet. Right now, I mean, the 9 and 8K range look really, really good. Uh, there are some plays, though, in the 6K range that I do kind of like that would make those top guys viable. So that's why I'm a little bit more undecided in my build. Currently, I'm probably leaning towards slightly more the balance approach. Uh, God, sorry, guys. I got these allergies have been really killing me. Uh, I know I've been saying that a lot in my videos, but ugh. Um, so, yeah, I, I think right now I'm slightly leaning towards more of the balance approach because there's so many good plays in the 9 and 8K range, but I think either is viable on this. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I think either build uh, the Stars and Scrubs or the balance approach is certainly viable, and you can make an argument for either one uh, for this tournament. But, yeah, let's go on to the 9K range. So we have Cantley at 9.8, Webb at 9.6, Hovland, who's been playing really well, arguably the best golfer since returning from uh, the coronavirus break at 9.5K. Hideki looked pretty good last week at 9.4. John Rahm, I think, is going to garner a lot of ownership at 9.3K for cash games. Xander, I like as a pivot off Rahm at 9.2. Uh, Brooks Kepka uh, kind of struggled last weekend at 9.1. And then, yes, we finally have Tiger back in the field at 9K. I think for that reason alone, uh, he's going to be pretty popular because Tiger always is. Um, but, yeah, let's... Uh, so who am I really liking in this 9K range? I think Webb Simpson at 9.6 looks really, really good. Um, you know, did uh, did not play last weekend, but before that, it's been in good form. Um, you know, has won a tournament since, since coming back from coronavirus. Um, you know, all his stats look pretty good, right? He's fifth in approach. If we go to Webb Simpson, I'll just highlight it. Fifth in approach, 12th in tee to green. He's not bad around the green either. Uh, he's a good putter. Um, I just think this course really suits Webb Simpson well. Again, you're going to want to hit in the fairways. You're going to be want a good in your short game. So um, I really like Webb. Uh, he is definitely one of my favorite plays uh, and someone I'm really liking in the 9K range. I think Hovland you still got to consider at 9.5 just because of how well he has been playing since coming back. Right, He has been absolutely on fire. Now, sure, you're going to have to pay a premium for him, but I still think he's someone that you can look to. Uh, John Rahm is a name that I've heard uh, a lot already uh, at 9.3K. I think he's someone that's going to be very popular. And I definitely like him for cash games. He seems pretty underpriced. Uh, but there's so many good players in this field that you can definitely look to a pivot, right? And again, my direct pivot would be Xander. I talked about really liking him last week. I like him again this week at 9.2K. I think the ownership will be a little bit lower on him compared to Rahm. Uh, I, I just prefer him. Again, he finished 14th um, last weekend. Also, uh, his numbers look pretty good. Uh, right, he, He's good. Uh, told obviously approach tee to green, uh, off the green. He's a decent putter. Um, so I do really like Xander, and I point 2K once again. Uh, he, Him, Webb Simpson, uh, again, I have interest in Victor because he's been playing so well, are definitely some of the guys I'm eyeing. Brooks Kepka, uh, his ownership will drop significantly after a bad performance last weekend. Uh, I just don't know if I want to go there. Uh, I mean, I get it, right? He's going to be low-owned. I, I get going to him for a contrarian option, but there's just it just seems like there's so many good plays that do I want to take a shot on a guy like Brooks Kepka right now? No, I don't think so. If there was like a maybe a different field, right? Maybe not as strong of a field, and then you had Brooks up there with a couple of top guys, and maybe that's when I would consider Brooks for a pivot. But when you have so it's such a deep field, I just don't think it's worth it to get to, to go to Brooks when I think ownership will be more spread out across the board. Um, so Tiger Woods at 9K has not played since coming back from uh, the coronavirus break. This will be his first tournament. 
Um, he's only played in four tournaments so far uh, on the PGA Tour. So his rankings are not up there. Uh, that's why they're all N.A. Uh, but yeah, his four times, he made the cut four or four. Uh, he's been in good form when he was playing, right? We haven't seen him a lot recently. So um, I think that makes him a little bit more of a risky option, right? Um, it, it's kind of a big question mark for the Tiger, right? I think the ownership will be high. High enough that for me, like for GPPs, I would just like getting elsewhere because, again, Tiger, just the name alone is going to garner a lot of ownership. The price point, though, does make him even more viable. So I think the ownership will be up there. I'm not saying Tiger's a bad play. I think he's a little bit more of a riskier option, but someone that I probably won't get to. Um, now let's move on to the 8K range here. So let's scroll down a little bit here. Um, we have Justin Rose at 8.9K. Uh, we have Ricky at 8.8, Daniel Berg at 8.7, Gary Wilden 8.6, Abraham Answer 8.5, Patrick Reed 8.4, Finau at 8.3, Sunjay M at 8.2, Fitzpatrick at 8.1, uh, Jason Day at 8K, and Matt Kuchar at 8K as well. Uh, so Justin Rose is someone that I think is going to be very low-owned. He's back-to-back missed cuts, back-to-back weeks where he's been popular too. So will people go back to the well once again with him? I don't think so, personally, because I just think this field is so deep that kind of like the Brooks Kepka argument, it doesn't really make sense to me uh, to try to get different there when you have so many good options uh, at the top. So Justin Rose uh, has not been playing in the best form. Now, you're going to get a, a big uh, discount on him, right? 8.9K does look pretty good. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm, the allergies are really killing me. Um so I think that makes him interesting, right, because he's going to be low on like a Brooks Kepka. But personally, I'm probably not going to get to him. Now, Ricky Fowler at 8.8K, he had been struggling before the last couple weeks. Back-to-back weeks where he's looked pretty good, finished 22nd last week. Um, you know, all the stats look pretty good for him, um, right? He's 40th tee to green, uh, not bad around the green. Um, I just think he's someone that, and again, he's been playing better of late. So I think Ricky Fowler is someone that I do have interest in. Yeah, let's move on now to, to Daniel Berger, and uh, he has been in amazing form. Um, if you look at his last five tournaments, ninth, fifth, fourth, first, and third, and since returning from coronavirus, again, first in the Charles Schwab, third in the RBC Heritage. Yeah, we haven't seen a whole lot of him, but the two times we have seen him since coming back, he has been in really, really good form. Uh, he's 33 to one odds to win in Vegas, which at his price looks pretty decent. Um, we don't have any course history on him, but that's not a huge concern to me, to be honest. Uh, again, the strokes gain looks pretty good for him, right approach, tee to green, um, around the green even. Everything's kind of pointing to Daniel Berger being a really good play, and his recent play has been really good too. So he's someone I do like as well. Gary Woodland was someone that I knew was going to be popular, but I, I played him uh, last week. He... He was good, right? He finished fifth uh, after struggling a little bit early on. I think he was one over the first day, but did make up for it. Uh, I think it was Friday, sat, Friday or Saturday he had the big day. Um, yeah, he's been a little bit more up and down, right? Woodland's normal, someone's pretty consistent. Recent weeks, he's been a little bit shakier, but 8.6K, I still kind of like him. I think the ownership will drop on him, definitely, because you have good plays around him, right? You have Fowler at 8.8. You have Berger at 8.7. You have Abraham Answer right below him. You have Finau, right? So there's a lot of good plays around him. I think the ownership will drop, 
but I still like Gary Woodland. Abraham Answer, another guy that's been in really good form. Uh, let me go to Abraham Answer really quick. Um, the last three tournaments since returning from the coronavirus break, 14th, 2nd, and 11th. Um, so, yeah, the recent form is there. 45 to 1 odds to win. That looks pretty good. Um, his strokes gained rankings. Again, a good approach player, a good tee to green player, good off the tee. Not the best around the green, but that doesn't worry me too much. Uh, another player, again, in this in this 8K range, I do like a good amount. Tony Finau is someone I always like. He's someone that it's just I really like playing Finau. I almost play him every single week. Um, he normally, rarely lets me down, I should say. Um, when he's playing well, though, he seems to have really, really high upside. Right? He's a guy that will get you a lot of birdies. Um so I do kind of like Finau at 8.3K, um, right? I just think the ownership will be a little bit more spread out in this 8K range. But there's there's a few players, again, Ricky, Berger, Woodland, Answer, Finau, that I do like a good amount. Um, yeah, I mean, his, his approach looks good. Tee to green looks really good. Around the green looks amazing. So I really like Tony Finau at 8.3K. Uh, I know I kind of say that a lot whenever, he, whenever he's on the, uh, the slate, but... I just think he's a little bit underpriced here. So Finau is a guy that I do like a good amount. Uh, Sanjay is a guy I've played uh, a couple times here recently, 8.2K. The price is dropping a lot. He has made the cut the last three tournaments, but has barely made it, and it's kind of finishing more towards the bottom of the leaderboard. Right now, I think I'll just pass. Uh, recent play, again, there's just I – don't, I don't think we have to do it. I know the price tag looks a little bit appealing, but there's just better plays, in my opinion, with Finau, uh, Answer, Woodland, Daniel Berger, Ricky Fowler. So I'll probably pass on Sanjay. Uh, let's see. Fitzpatrick, uh, I don't think I want to go there at 8.1. Again, those, those other plays I mentioned like a little bit better. Jason Day at 8K did finish 7th. Uh, does have good uh, strokes gained around the green. Ranking right at 3rd. Uh, so the course suits him decently well. But, again, I just like those plays a little bit above him a little bit more. Let's see. Sergio Garcia. Uh, now let's get to the 7K range. Let's scroll down. Uh, to the, that range. Uh, Sergio Garcia at 7.8. Um, I think that looks really good right now. Um, you know, he, he's 25th total. Uh, he's really good tee to green, fourth. He's 17th around the green. He's good off a tee, decent approach player, uh, and the price is dropping on him, 7.8. I, I think that looks really good. Uh, again, Sergio has been in decent form recently. Uh, he's made 10 of 11 cuts this year. Uh, most recent tournaments here, 5th and 32nd at the RBC Heritage and the Travelers. So I do like Sergio a decent amount at 7.8K. He's someone that hasn't been talked about a lot, or at least I haven't heard his name a lot this week. So I think the ownership will be somewhat low, but I do kind of like Sergio there. Jordan Spieth, always got to mention him when he's on the slate. He is just the typical or your, your average boom or bust player, right? He has not been playing well recently. But if he can just get it together without a blow-up round, you know the upside is there, right? He can play really well, but it always seems like he has one blow-up round. Um, yeah, I mean, the price tag does look good. I'm not going to lie. 7.7K. Uh, when he was, what, 8K a few weeks ago, he was really high-owned. I think he'll be decently high-owned, again, just because of the price point. He's someone that uh, it's not for the faint of heart, right? He, he can be playing really well, but also... We'll normally have one blow-up round to kind of uh, screw you. So, yeah, I mean, I that's all I kind of got on him. He's, the price tag does look decent. 
Uh, I think it'll be decently owned. Uh, if you can avoid that one blow-up round, you could... Uh, I would not be surprised if Spieth came out and won this tournament if, again, he, if he can just avoid uh, that round. Uh, Benny on... Um, yeah, just recently, I don't know if I want to do it at 7.7K. Uh, missed the cut last week. Has not been in the best form. Uh, he's always someone that will garner ownership. He's just a very popular player in the DFS community. Uh, so for that reason alone, I think I'll just pass. Like Poulter looks a lot better than Benny Ann. Ray Blum at 7.6K. Finished fifth uh, last weekend. Uh, the strokes drained around the green. He's a, he's a good uh, short game player. Right, 22nd around the green. Fifth in putting. So Poulter's a guy that I, I do like in this mid-7K range. Another guy that I kind of like here is Doc Redman, also 7.6K. Uh, he's been in, in pretty good form as well. Um, recent weeks, uh, he has uh, finished uh, 21st, 11th, and 21st. You know, the price is slowly starting to come up on him. What was it a couple weeks ago? Two or three weeks ago, he was pretty, pretty high-owned. I think the ownership will still be somewhat high, but not as high as those weeks. Uh, but I do kind of like him here in the mid-7K range. Again, recent form has been good. He's not really the best around the green. That's the one thing to worry. But um, I think he's still someone that is viable. Let's now move on to the lower 7K range. And honestly, not a whole lot I'm super, super excited about here. I think Corey Connors looks decent here. Finished 39th. Um, Last weekend, uh, just not the best short game player, though, right? 199th around the green, 191st putting, which that obviously does worry me a bit. Uh, if we keep scrolling, though, there's not a whole lot I'm really excited about here. Uh, Scotty Scheffler's at 7.2K. He's your, your buy low candidate, right? He was in the 9K range a couple weeks ago. He has missed the cut, I think, two or three straight weeks now. Has not been in good form. Uh, but you got to think he's going to bounce back soon, right, for a guy that's been playing really well before that. So him, I think, makes him an interesting low-owned contrarian play. Same with Joel Damon. Uh, he really screwed me last week, uh, just shoot, playing absolutely terrible. But, again, if you look at his numbers, right, approach looks good. Tita Green looks good. Uh, the round the green, not the best, but uh, he was someone that was in really good form coming into the tournament, so that's why he was you know pretty high-owned. I think the ownership will drop significantly on him. Can I go back there? I don't know if I can, uh, but this will be your typical DFS thing, right? When I uh, play Joel Damon, who will, again, blow up, probably fade him this week, and he'll do really well. I, I already can see that coming. Um, let's see, some other plays. I mean, I still have some interest Varner. Again, I know he missed the cut, kind of let me down, but his numbers still look good uh, for this course. Approach, tee to green. He's not bad around the green. Uh, just not the best putter, but not super concerned about that. So I still have a little bit of interest in Harold Varner, even though, again, he let me down last week. Um, let's see. Let's move on now to – let's go to the 6K range. So there are some players that I think are interesting here in the 6K range. Um, and, guys, you, you'll definitely have heard before from me at least. Uh, Max Homa is a guy I've mentioned multiple times as a value option in previous weeks. Now he's at 6.8. I think that looks really good. Uh, as a value option, you know, what you're hoping for in this, you know, below the 7K range, you just want them to make the cut. And Homa's been in pretty good form recently. Um, he just missed the cut last week. I think it was minus one. I think the cut was minus two. So literally just missed the cut. He was someone that was another guy that was very high owned in high dollar tournaments. So a lot of the sharp players, DFS players were on him. Um, the price looks good here. I think he'll garner some ownership again, but I do like him as a value play. 
Lanto Griffin is a guy I mentioned multiple times. Uh, he's also someone I do like, again, at 6.8K. Um, another guy that's been in pretty good form. And really, all you need from, from those guys is you just need them to make the cut. So those are two that I do kind of like as cheaper options. Griot's always a guy I'll mention. He uh, did get cut last weekend, but the previous two weekends did make it and looked okay. He's just a terrible short game player. 214th putting, 159th around the green. I think he's more of just a GPP option. Now, two guys that did make the cut last week, Chez Rivy and Zach Johnson, finished 17th and 31st. If you want to just go back to the well for that reason alone, I think that's a decent enough argument, right? They played well last week. It's the same course. I could see going, you know, going back to them. Let's see. Um, Troy Merritt uh, finished uh, 22nd last week, 17th the year before that. Again, the strokes gain numbers don't look good, but if you're a guy that's just focusing on course history, again, Really all he needed for them just to make the cut. So I could see, you know, make an argument there as well. Um, let's see. Let's keep scrolling down here. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed that he's been mentioned by multiple uh, guys already as Henrik Norlander. Because um, he was someone that really stood out for me at 6.3K as a really cheap option. Uh, he's been in really good form. Uh, finished 31st, 31st last week. Uh, I'm not sure. It doesn't have the, the best numbers, but all you're really hoping for is a made cut from him. Definitely this price, too. And for a guy that's, I think, made the cut the last three times, let me confirm that. Um, yeah, he's made the cut the last three tournaments, 41st, 12th, and 31st. Uh, so I think that price just looks good on him, right? But be wary, right? I think it's a cheap option. He does really stand out compared to a lot of the guys around him. So he's going to be pretty popular, in my opinion. And when you get a really popular, like, cheap play, not always, you know, then you can make the argument to pivot, right? But I think he's someone that, uh, as, like, a bottom barrel guy, if you need a really cheap guy, he would probably be my preferred option there. Um, yeah, I mean, if you keep scrolling, uh, Stuart Sink finished 17th last weekend here. At, he's almost min-price. Um, Steve Strickler also made the cut, made the cut in back-to-back -back years and last week and then 2019. Um, so I think those two as dart throws as well, you could, you can make an argument for, right? You're, you're really not going to feel good about them, but all you really need from that range is for them to make the cut. So roster construction and what I'm thinking again, guys, I'm a little bit undecided because there are some plays in the 6K range that I like that, you know, you can make a, a Stars and Scrubs a build, or you can make the Balance build, which I also really like. A lot of good plays in the 9K range, 8K range, a couple in the 7K range. So, yeah, right now I'm a little bit undecided. I think you really can make an argument for both builds. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's really going to wrap it up for the video, guys. Again, if you want access to this spreadsheet uh, with, uh, again, the Vegas odds, average points per game, course history, strokes gained rankings, all you have to do is follow me on Twitter. I already tweeted it out. It's in the description below, which is DK underscore underscore DFS. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys all have a good day. Hopefully win some money this weekend. Um, and I will see you guys all in the next video.